It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Well, hey, good morning and stuff and junk, and uh, welcome to our (laughs) audio play date known as the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Tom Sumner, along with my co-host, Andrea Sutton. Hey there. Well, good morning. Good morning. So how's it going and everything? Um, boring morning, which is good. You know, you were asking me something just before just before we went on the air about <laughs> about schools um, and what yeah. I thought about the president pushing to get schools back and actually even threatening governors um, with a cutoff I of funding, which he may not even be able to do. But I can't believe that. I, I, I was watching that last night on the news, and I, and I turned to. Oh, Sandy, you went to bed late. I, I I turned to Sandy and said, um, you know, I am so glad not to be dealing with that. You know, not to have kids at home that are school age and wrestling with, you know, should I send them back uh, to school, you know, homeschool them. I, I'm so glad not to be but wrestling with that. that. And I know a lot of people that, are. That's the whole thing is that, you look at the people making the decisions and they're rich white people. And I hate to play negative Nelly, but a lot of the people can't afford to send their kids off to daycare. They depend on schools while they go to work. But majority of those people are minorities, multi-generational households, and poor are you going to shove a whole bunch of kids that are walking petri dishes in an enclosed space and possibly have covid go back to the multi-generational households i I think the governors are going to resist in the states where it's particularly dangerous and i think they should and uh it would be a lot more impressive if um, the president would uh, take the SATs and pass them himself. 
I'd be more inclined to say, okay, Mr. Prez, um, yeah, you know, whatever you say. Well, if they want schools to open again, why not open the White House back open for tours? You know? Well, I, fair. I, I think they're probably getting more traffic than they really want already. <laughs> you know all those all those experts and doctors and science people messing with what they want to do anyway yeah no fake <laughs> i oh my uh, gosh well f- first of all i want to tell people we got coming up we have a whole hour <laughs> that we can take your calls uh, during this uh radio play date if you will uh the number is uh Eight one zero three three nine eight two five five, and there's a phone line right there waiting for you. And uh, what do you think? Should should uh, schools start up uh, basically getting back to normal, or at least a new normal, in the fall, or uh, are we already starting to pay the price for being impatient and uh, trying to start things back up too soon? Um, well, I think. Big Gretch might be shutting things down. That's my hunch. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's going to have to. Uh, That's my hunch. Uh, you know, I, I, I think holding in place is not going to work because we've already gone too far. And um, yep. yep. You know, I, I would have done things differently. You know, and I've, I've expressed that I thought, you know trying to decide what was essential and not essential versus what is safe and what is not safe was a mistake right from the get-go but she you know took the actions she took and they seem to have had an impact and and kept some people safer as a result and right. and now in in fact I I was I was going to print it out. I was thinking about reading from it. Ken Horn yesterday, uh, state senator uh, from the area, wrote. Oh yeah, a, nice guy. Nice um, guy. He wrote a uh, a new declaration of independence for Michigan. Oh, Nelly! As part of the effort to get on the ballot removal of the 1945 Michigan Emergency uh, Powers Law that that the governor has been using as legal justification for the various actions she's taken and they're trying to get that repealed is is this kind of like a be careful of the law that you make you know what i mean be careful of the law that you make because you better abide by it kind of thing what if republicans are back in back in power well, or, is it, uh, yeah, and the that's, laws that's, they all pass. That's always a consideration, you know. Um, <laughs> Can they abide by the laws that they pass? You know, after uh, after FDR successfully ran for president four times. Oh, um, Nelly! The Republicans. Like Gore. <laughs> the, the Republicans. Like Al Gore. <laughs> the, the Republicans passed a uh, a law putting a term limit on the White House to two terms. It had always oh, yeah. just been yep. precedent up until FDR, and then he blew through the precedent and uh, got elected to two more terms. And um, and then as soon as they got that law passed, that a president could only serve two terms, 
Then comes right. Republican uh, Dwight Eisenhower, who might have easily served four terms. Oh, yeah, Ike, yeah. And, oh, he could have. And, and, he and yet yeah. they couldn't because they said, you can't do that. <laughs> and so that's that's an example. That's a, an example of how uh, you know of what you're saying, which is uh, be careful the law you repeal. You may want to use that law in a in a future uh, uh, crisis. And, exactly. Uh, anyway, it's it's um, it's kind of interesting. I, I was going to read from the the Declaration of Independence because it really attacks the governor for basically everything she's done but mostly about the way she went about it you know the the idea that she um uh, assumes from her interpretation and she's gotten some legal support for it um a complete right. and total right. power and authority in this uh, emergency situation and that's um and and the legislature, frankly, is uh, kind of annoyed at being left out of the process, and so they're backing this this well, effort to repeal that law. It's a microcosm of the federal government. You know, a Trump could say, you know, everybody has to wear masks, but he won't. You know, it's it's just states are a microcosm of federal government but i'm trying to understand i i don't know getting your hair done is not an essential thing no but it's but it's something that that with the right it's a public service for some because i don't want to see anybody with their hair undone (laughs) i know i was awful glad when i got my hair cut and it'll last a little while, you know. If they want to shut back down, you know, for a couple of months, I can, you know, I can deal with that. I think she's going to do that. I call it. Yeah, I, I think, think she's going to shut down. I think you something. might be right. But I wonder what the listeners think and, and, uh, and how Please they feel do. about yeah. all this. 810-339-8255. Love to hear from you. And we, we've got a little time this morning before we get into our interviews with... Um, I mentioned, or, or no, I didn't get a chance to even mention, uh, coming up in the uh, second hour of our three-hour tour, I'm going to be talking to a sleep expert who says what? that uh, huh? something like 40% of Americans are having trouble sleeping during the pandemic. Now, you would think it would be the really? other way, that, you know, with people's schedules uh, sort of undone, that that would allow people to turn the alarm clock off and sleep in a little bit oh, in the morning and that people would be getting domestic extra sleep. violence yeah but he's um, alcohol yeah he's saying 40 percent of americans get less than seven wow. hours of sleep a night and uh he's the uh, chief of sleep surgery at northwestern medicine dr michael awad wow. and he'll be joining me okay. during the next hour with some tips on how to to get better sleep and why you should get better sleep and so on and then we're going to talk about um you know it it was just recently i had somebody (laughs) on from ford who was talking about racial uh, diversity and and associating the ford brand 
with racial diversity by supporting uh, oh. a program for black women. It, it was kind of an interesting conversation. And we have a, a similar one coming up from Nissan. Uh, during really? the third hour okay. of our three-hour tour, I'm going to talk to, uh, he's actually the um, president of the Nissan uh, Foundation. He's, uh, uh, oh, what's his uh, regular title? He's the um, vice president of communications or something for uh, Nissan okay. North, North America. His name is uh, Travis Parman, and they have uh, been giving grants between ten and fifty thousand dollars to Holy cow. Uh, nonprofit organizations, um, and and several uh, that um, help promote a greater understanding of America's diverse cultural heritage, and they support wow. programs that that do that. And so we're going to talk uh, with him, uh, like I say, coming up during the third hour of our three-hour tour today. But this hour. We can talk to you, the listener, and you can talk amongst yourselves by calling 810-339-8255, <laughs> and we'll add you right into the uh, right into the conversation. Um, I have some things I want to bring up in the next segment and, and see how people feel about it, some things I've been watching develop in the news, and I don't know if it's what the news is covering or if they're is some new and different behavior, but uh, there have been some real troubling things um, in the news oh, the last uh, okay. the last several days, and to the point where you know I I just I I have to say enough you know people come on behave. What about race? Yeah. Oh, Karenine. Yeah, Karenine. There's. there's um, well, just as as a little bit of a tease, because we have a break here in about a minute and a half, um, the the case of uh, the people in that that park that um, grabbed a, a young black man and and sort of surrounded him, and one yelled out to get a noose. Oh, Indiana. There's, there's that yep. one, and then there's another one which I think was out west somewhere, where well it was it was in California, a CEO in a restaurant. Um, he was a, a tech CEO from Silicon Valley, got up and just started going off on a table of uh, Asians. Seriously? To the point where the, the waitress had to shout him out of the restaurant. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that one, yeah. and it, Things are just getting weird. And I, I'm thinking, you know, plus some of the... the posts i've seen on on social media anyway i want to get into that a little bit in the next segment um and and i encourage people to call in and share their thoughts at 810-339-8255 and uh that's 339 talk and i'd love to have you call in and participate in the uh in the conversation this morning because i don't get it Anyway, we're going to take a short break and let our broadcast <laughs> partners 
squeeze in a few words or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Then Andrea and I will be right back. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. Lady of the house, please. Where's the she? <laughs> you thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again. This time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky. Soul stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Pearly Gate Rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. 
a must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residents, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. Please join the conversation with me and Andrea Sutton at 810-339-8255. Love to hear from you and uh, see what you're thinking uh, about some of the things that you're seeing uh, in the news and on social media during this uh, pandemic and more importantly during the ongoing demonstrations about uh, uh, racism in America. I was trying to think of uh, something else to talk about the the urgency of Black Lives Matter and and young black men being uh, um, at just an incredible risk from police brutality and uh, even uh, shootings but anyway the number is 810-339-8255 and I've seen some things on the news that that you know we talk about sometimes uh, Andrea you and I do about um, you know things that make you go hmm or scratch your head you you know you I just I'm at a complete loss. There's there's video that's been uh, on the news over the last couple of days of a group of white people surrounding and pressing a young black man up against a tree. And during the exchange, which is all being videoed uh, by some friends of the victim, um, oh, really? where um, a... Uh, one of the people, one of the white people, says, uh, "Hey, go get a noose." Now, Ooh. I, you know, I can, I can understand, you know, people not liking other people for whatever racial or ethnic, gender reasons, and I can people. even understand people being bullies and and bullying people i mean i I don't agree with it but i sort of understand that it exists and how it works a little bit but what i cannot understand is what would make someone in the midst of a session of bullying you know assaulting a person say out loud go get a noose that I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand I'm glad, it. I'm glad you don't understand. I'm glad you don't understand. I mean, I just, um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the CEO that jumped up in that restaurant and started berating a bunch of Asians and calling them names and, uh, you know, cussing actually, them out. some of the racism that I've come across, um... Somebody, I ran across two people in the KKK, and I threatened them bodily harm. Now, I'm probably 130 pounds. 
five yeah. six, but I could do a lot of damage. And these were men. And hey, Andrea, I, you're such a threat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But I could not believe... I'm sure they were shaking in their hoods. Oh, they were. They were. But I could not imagine them doing to a human what they described. I... And the KKK still does... I I understand people... It really does. I I understand people who, who maybe don't understand different cultures and kind of avoid them you know i can i can understand <clears throat> why why and how that happens what i can't what i can't understand i just can't wrap my head around why someone would want to abuse another Bodily human harm? being why someone would Correct. threaten to lynch another human being i i don't i don't get that at all Those- those threats just come out of their mouths like they're talking about golf or football. Do you see that tackle? Do you see that crash on NASCAR? I mean, it, it just comes out of their mouths like it's another sentence. I don't I don't understand. But I, I just I, I don't I, even understand how that thought, how that notion even occurs to a human being about another human being. I don't get it. I don't understand well, it. And and I wish there was there was somebody, I don't know, like a president that could get up <laughs> and say on television, stop it. Don't behave this That's way. The ticket. Let's treat that each other right decently. Got him, Miss George Bush. <laughs> well, that's because he was a uniter, not, sure. not a divider. <laughs> Ask him seriously. I what what is the purpose to get reelected to sow division? I am having a real hard time with this. And well, no, this I, I, I don't want to get into a my old GOP. I I don't I do, I don't want to get into a whole. Okay. You know, for or against Trump thing. Other than right. to say, I wish we Bring had someone in. <laughs> in a leadership position that could raise the bar, raise the standard of humanity and and just humanitarian behavior throughout the country. Um, you know, some way of saying, if... If you if there's something you don't want done to you, how would it ever occur to you that to someone else? Yeah, I feel like we're in the '60s all over again. I really I do. I feel like we're in the dark ages. Oh, bubonic plague! <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. But the, the 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 brutality and the mean spirit of it, you know, when I see you know people commenting on people's Facebook uh, posts and and saying, 
oh well you know if, if if you don't like trump you're a moron or if you like trump you're a moron oh that's you're that's a deplorable been going on for three and a half years well and i realize that's that and i and i sort of understand how it happens and where it comes from but how it turns from that to running a car into a group of people or to yep. threaten a black man to lynch them and there have been a couple lynchings they're not being talked about a lot because it's just no, it's so ugly that we can't even talk about it out loud and it's it's more than criminal it's inhuman and well, it's got to stop 2020 this is 2020 what the heck is going on maybe it's a rhetorical question i'm used to asking those it's it's 2020 it shouldn't be this hard but i i just don't i, I just don't get what how somebody becomes you know so hateful that they would threaten to lynch someone or that they would get up and just berate a table full of people because of their ethnic background i i, I just i don't get that i i don't i don't get getting up from my peaceful well, meal <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm si I'm sitting there having exactly. a steak, and all of a sudden I go, "Oh my God, there's Asians over there! I should yell at them." I, I don't understand that. I don't get duly that. noted. Well, if look at it sociologically, you were raised in a liberal household back in the day. And no, I was raised. No, in a my parents were Republicans. Well. At that point in time, they were pretty darn liberal. But they were human beings. Exactly. You know, we can we exactly. can argue we can argue you know politics and issue positions all day long. <laughs> they were Republicans. <laughs> yeah, but you know, as Richard Nixon once they were said, cool Republicans. The, the cloth coat Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't the big corporation Republicans that we have today. And, well, I was raised in a liberal household, and I enjoy the mental freedom it gives me. You know, I, like you said, I don't understand how people can yell at a group of somebody ethnically different because they're eating. I... I don't understand that anger. My, like, like I said, my dad, who was a, a Republican and a conservative, he he would. Um, I remember him once just just going after me because I used the phrase "deaf and dumb," which was oh, which was the common exactly. phrase. In fact, it, his father, yeah. who was deaf and mm -hmm. ran a little shoe shop downtown flint you know repairing shoes right. and stuff he was essentially a cobbler and um his business card said under his name the dummy cobbler 
That's how common that phrase was, deaf and dumb. Yeah, that's self-deprecating humor or... No, it's just, just that's how you knew him. at the time. It, at, at that particular time, that's how you differentiated him from every other cobbler in town. Okay. He was, the, right. he was the one who happened to be deaf. So he was the dummy Correct. cobbler. But that bothered my dad, to whom words mattered. And if you referred to someone as deaf and dumb, you know, he, he would he would correct you immediately. No, they're deaf mutes. And that's where the dumb came from. Oh. Is, you know, they couldn't Correct. hear and they couldn't talk, which meant they were dumb. And and he right. he didn't he didn't agree with that. He said, you know, the phrase is deaf mutes, you don't ever call anyone deaf and dumb. And and oh, he was no. fanatical about that. And, and, you know, and I mean, he'd, he'd get angry about it. That's, that's like the usage of the word queer from my generation. You know, queer in the 80s was a definite put down. Oh, my mother loved now that the word. Term, my mother loved oh, that word. Well, it has so many meanings. It has so many but, meanings. But the, fact but, that the, but the fact that it made people uncomfortable just thrilled her to no end. It, she she wouldn't she wouldn't use it about people. It was always about circumstances or situations. Situations, you know. Yeah. Oh well, that's just queer, and and the fact that that would that that would make some people uncomfortable that thrilled her to no end. Um, well, I think that's I think that's the um, school of thought where they'll they're old. We'll just forget about it. <laughs> But the lack, but the lack of respect, the lack of human decency, you know, people have got to start saying, no, don't do it. Uh, you know, it's, it's not acceptable under any circumstances. It is not acceptable to say, go get a noose. Oh, no. It is not acceptable totally to get up in a restaurant and start yelling at Asian people and cussing them out for nothing more than being Asian. They they asked the people at the table that were being yelled at, what was that all about? They go, I don't know. Were we having too much fun? Were we laughing too loud? You know, I I don't. They had no idea what that was about, and I don't either. I think yeah, I think these people are already mentally unstable. (laughs) Yeah, but but that's that's my point. We've got to, exactly. we, we can't, under the guise of freedom of speech or freedom of expression, allow mental illness to run rampant. When people behave that way toward other human beings, they need to be addressed. They need to be arrested. They need to be sent to treatment programs. It, there's, there's something that's gone wrong there is a wire that's gotten crossed there's a short in their brain if if they can you know start beating on someone because of the color of their skin and then turn to a you know a cohort and say hey go get a noose like, hey, let's lynch this guy. Yeah. There, I mean, there and is something fundamentally short-circuited about that. That isn't well, about the, thinking you're better than somebody else. 
That's being sick. The other, the other side of the coin is, I hate to play devil's advocate, but what about the lights that are being called honky, Casper, Snowflake? You know, I mean, it's a two-way street. And I hate to pull that, but I just let it go because I was a minority growing up in downtown Lansing. The problem the, the problem is the and, the intention behind it. If okay. you know um I like Irish folk singers. And oh yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and storytellers and and when they work in a in a pub um they will tell ethnic jokes. That will make fun of Scottish people for being cheap and, you know, different cultures yeah. for different trends in their but behavior. But why is that acceptable? Because it's white on white? No. Culturally different? Because it's not mean-spirited. There, There isn't this sense that they hate those people. They're acknowledging quirks about their culture or about their behavior and and having a little fun with it and they you know those same irish singers would make fun of irish people for getting drunk and getting in fights and you know but but meant in a way that's just that's just that's how they are and it's and it's kind of fun getting to know these people because they have these different behaviors it's not mean spirited and and it's not and it's not done in a way that attempts to elevate them be you know above those people you know what i mean i think i just lost her eh, she's back there she is not a good time for the call to drop <laughs> No, I was just I was just saying that you know those those yeah. people aren't aren't making those jokes to elevate themselves to a position of being better than the people they're joking about. Um, you know there there are people out there who who you know they they talk about white privilege and white supremacy. And you know there there is this this sense, and and it's um, it's been perpetrated by people of all races that white people believe that they are superior to other people. We saw it in the Constitution when they, you know, were talking about uh, the census and and developing the census, and they wanted to count the black people, but they didn't want to count them as whole human beings. So they came up with this formula of counting them as three-fifths of a human being. That's just bullshit. Yeah, and I look at the Tuskegee experiment, you know? What what gave whites the right to experiment with syphilis on black men? You know, that that's well, the whole part the, of history. There are so many History. atrocities, you know, I mean, we can look at the Holocaust, we can look at, uh, uh, you know, the the uh, stuff that, um, 
that has gone on in the Middle East, beheading of people and oh um, heck yeah! I mean, there there are just so many unbelievable atrocities, and I don't understand the hate part of that equation or the part that says I'm better than somebody else because of the color of their skin or the color of mine. Mm-hmm. Well, advice for the day. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and advice it, for the day. Don't be a jerk. I don't know. And and again, <laughs> I wish I, I, I wish we had you know, the the kind of leaders that could get up and inspire people to be the best human beings they can be. Oh, there are leaders. They're just not given media time. You know, everything about the current administration is all negative. Well, whose fault is that? You know, is it is it like people like us in media that are saying, okay, this is obtuse, or is it, you know, media not giving credence to those people that are actually leading and having a positive message? No, I think, I think what's happened the is... Negative, the negative is good media right now. And I think negative media is leading the way. I mean, there was a series on the local we've lost, TV station. We've lost all respect. Exactly. For exactly. ourselves and for each other. Okay. And we, somehow we've got to get that back. And it, and it started with, you know, TV shows like 60 Minutes that would, you know, camp outside the door of some... CEO who'd been Senator, accused yeah. of embezzlement or something, and they would ambush him. You know, the guy walks yeah. in, and, and they just start hammering him with questions and accusations. Michael Moore does that to people. You know, that uh, you just yeah. ambush people, and there's no way they're prepared to, you know, explain or defend themselves. And, you know, what happened to respect? What happened to... You know, hey, I, I I don't want to put you on the spot, but you need to right. answer this question. Here is the question. You know, what happened to, to just civility? Oh, it's out the window. It, well, it is. And, and I guess the question is, and I would love to hear, you know, I would love to have some listeners call in and, and make suggestions. How do we get it back? How do we how do we say, you know, enough is enough? I like people. Well, and I like all kinds of people. There are people I don't like, but not because of any one thing. It's usually uh you know, they've they've I think people are not embracing each moment. Does that make sense? Somebody holds the door open for me, a man. I say, thank you. You know, it, it's simple things. It's simple things that are lost right now. It's, 
it's it seems like it should be simple but it's gotten awfully tough and uh, things have gotten awfully mean-spirited well we have a, a few more minutes uh, after the break and then we're going to start uh, start in with some of the uh, the day's interviews uh, on, on a Go couple ahead. of different topics <laughs> but the number is 810-339-8255 i'd love to hear any suggestions about how to how to make people behave like decent people anyway <laughs> we'll take a short break and we'll be back with more right Hi, after this. this is joe by from the blue Lions, and you're listening to the tom sumner program Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood 
or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hey this is first ward city councilman eric mays and you're listening to the tom sumner program and hey, welcome back everybody we've got a few minutes left <laughs> before the top of the hour and then we're going to get into uh a couple of uh, very interesting interviews. First, we'll talk about why people are having such a tough time sleeping during the pandemic. With uh, a um, this is this is interesting. He is uh, uh, yeah. He's chief of sleep surgery for Northwestern Medicine. Does that include adenoids or? I think so. Yeah, I, I think it has to do with. Um, uh, you know, surgically addressing issues of apnea and, okay. and so on. Uh, Dr. Michael Awad is his name, and he'll be uh, joining me by phone coming up in the next hour. In the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk about how the Nissan Foundation in uh, North America is uh, um, making uh, grants, awarding grants to uh, various nonprofit organizations to help build better communities and break down social barriers. And we'll talk with the uh, foundation, mm. Nissan Foundation President Travis Parman coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. Coming up tomorrow, we, uh, we're going to have an interesting uh, conversation, probably one of the biggest uh, bullies of all time, Joseph McCarthy. Um, I think most people have at least heard the phrase McCarthyism. Um, oh, yes. And uh, Larry Ty has written a book called uh, Demagogue, The Life and Long Shadow of Senator Joe McCarthy. And uh, Larry Ty will be my guest during the, the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow on the show. Be sure and tune in for that. He's calling in live, and uh, he's going to be with me for the full hour, so we'll really get into it. And... There's a lot to get into because, geez, the book is 500 pages. It feels like an encyclopedia. No fake. Oh, my. And uh, also tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, comparing uh, some of the retail and and fast food traffic numbers on Independence Day, uh, 4th of July, from this this year versus last year. And uh, the numbers are kind of startling, folks. Uh, it, it's that's going to be an interesting conversation, and I'll be talking with um, who the heck am I talking to? <laughs> uh, you know what's so funny is my son runs um, a fast food chain, Second Shift in Grand Blank. So that should be interesting. Uh, John Kelly is his name. He's the CEO okay. of Zen Reach, and they they're the ones who did the uh, did the study. Um, and just a couple of uh, bullet points. The daily national walk-in average during the July 4th weekend is around 1 million. 
this year it was just under 400,000. That's what I was going to say. That That's about really 40%. So anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the economy tomorrow. We're also going to be talking about Joe McCarthy and what lessons were learned during the, the time of McCarthyism. And boy, we could sure use them now as we were talking in the last segment yeah. about, you know, just some of the horrible behavior that, you know, that I'm, I'm seeing on the news. And, you know, has it always been there? Is it just that the media is, is covering it? Is the media covering oh, stories I... in a way to make people look bad? Yeah, all of those things are probably true, but I still cannot wrap my head around someone who would say out loud, find a noose. Yeah, the news. Yeah. That just, yeah. I just, I don't get that on, you know, it, it's like, that's like pedophilia. I don't, I don't understand that. Apparently there's a, a sickness, there's a, yeah. there's an attraction there, you know, and, and it happens for some people and, and, you know, it, it culminates in, in real desire, uh, I mean, real desire. I don't get it. You know, I just, I don't understand that. And, you know, well, we, we take glad. a stand on that. <laughs> we take a stand on that, but why wouldn't we take a stand on on, on people, uh, you know, just just behaving badly and, and rudely toward other people? If, you, if, if there are certain people that you're uncomfortable it's around... It's illegal to punch someone. <laughs> yeah. What was it, Lewis Black said? <laughs> Lewis Black said, the reason we have cuss words is so we don't go around hitting people with two-by-fours. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> As you would say, well, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 j I just don't get that. <clears throat> I, I don't get the rage. You know, I, I, don't, I don't even fully comprehend righteous indignation. You know, if you disagree with somebody, disagree with them, make your case, and, you know, if they come over to your side, great. But listen to what they have to say. You might end up going over to their side. But I, I just don't understand this, this idea of how somebody can think they're better than somebody else or that they believe it so much that they can treat other human beings in horrible ways. I, just, I don't get it. That's the key term right there. That's the key term right there. Human beings. I, I just, I don't get it. I'm glad. I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> think, I, I don't even think I could go off on, you know, a, a creature from outer space. And, and, you know, well, maybe if it was really gnarly, but... Um, well, take me to your leader, and they're scratching their heads. Yeah, know? I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. Life is far too precious to treat it so cavalierly. Oh, it is. Anyway, that's, that's my sermon for the day, folks. <laughs> Getting off the soapbox is hard. That's that's right. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> tell you what, I'll step into the uh, 
I'll step into the phone booth. <laughs> the number is 810-339-8255. If you have some thoughts, we've got about four minutes and 20 seconds to share them. Um, and you're welcome to, to call in and, and share your thoughts. Um, I, I th things, things are out of control, and I really don't know what's going to return that control. I, I guess we were we were talking a little bit about crime statistics yesterday, in uh, on uh, armchair politics, and and Paul Rosicki mentioned something about um, maybe he hadn't seen any crime statistics in a while, but he had the sense that COVID. <laughs> that violent crime was down a little bit, and I oh. thought, well, maybe if we're forced to stay home, we'll behave better. <laughs> Actually, I think, I really think that um, domestic violence rates are up. Oh, I think and, you might be um, right about that. I, I really do. I really do. Um, I'm going to look into that, though, due to staying home and lack of jobs. I really think that I expected to see, drug use, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I expected to see a lot more reports of uh, domestic violence and abuse um, during this uh, house arrest uh, pandemic right, situation right. we find ourselves I'm gonna, in. I'm going to do a little bit of research on that because I really think drug use might be up, um, alcohol use might be up, and domestic violence might be up. Because a lot of people are afraid of getting COVID and they don't want to go to the hospital. You know, if they, if a woman had the snot beat out of her, you know. Oh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't leave the house to report it. She'd be less likely. Oh, exactly. To take her kids and bug out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting I'm to see do, what the numbers. I'm going to do like. a little bit of research on that. In any event, uh, we got about two minutes left before uh, before we go into some old time radio and then uh, talk about. Uh, sleep deprivation under COVID-19 yeah. with um, Chief of Sleep Surgery from Northwestern Medicine, Dr. Michael Awad. He'll be joining me during the uh, the next hour. And don't forget Larry Ty uh, in, in his book about uh, Joseph McCarthy. He was on the show once before when he did a, a wonderful book thought. about Bobby Kennedy. And... Uh, okay. It was uh, it, that was kind of interesting. Anyway, uh, sounds like we just lost Andrea again. I don't know if she'll uh, if she'll call back or or not. If she does, we'll try and squeeze her in because we get about a minute till we break for the top of the uh, hour ID. But I hope that you will uh, take advantage of the show. In uh, for the most part, in the first hour of the show, Andrea and I open up the uh, the phone lines and we're willing to take calls and I'd love to hear from you and, and I'd like people to start getting involved in our conversations. 810-339-8255. Who knows? Maybe together we can uh, actually get some people to um, change their behavior a little bit and act with a little more respect. Wouldn't that be nice? Anyway... Thanks for listening so far, and uh, again, that number is 810-339-8255, and uh, 
love to have you be part of our uh, conversation each morning. Now we're going to go to uh, our featured interviews for the uh, remainder of the show. But uh, anyway, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Also, if there are uh, interviews that you miss that you want to check out, be sure and go to our uh, archives on the website at uh, www.tomsumnerprogram.com. We'll be right back. You pilots, get off my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here! It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on! Go on, get out of here! 